This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. Uh, Normally, today is just going to be a solo show. Uh, Before we hit today's topic, I do want to plug a couple things. Um, Even though uh, timey-wimey things have have made this um, air uh, according to your feed in the past, but we're actually recording in the future, depending on what dates you're looking at and whatnot. Uh, I do want to talk about two things, um, and that, well, I guess really just one thing, uh, and that is uh, the 2019 Everything is Awesome Headstrong Comedy Festival. Um, Every year for the last uh, now three years, we've put together this one-day festival uh, that's primarily been podcasting, but this year we've included stand-up comedians and improvisers, um, and We've gotten together to raise money for organizations that um, help families affected by cancer. Uh, this year, we've we've switched our partners up to uh, the Headstrong Foundation, which is a, an amazing Philadelphia-based organization that works with the University of Pennsylvania and other places that offers emotional, residential, and financial support to families who are affected by cancer. Uh, UPenn is a teaching school, so a lot of people come through uh, to UPenn for treatments when other treatments have not worked. So it's those families and, and other families just in the area that are affected by cancer that, that get help through organizations like the Headstrong Foundation. Um, my uncle had treatment at, uh, at University of Pennsylvania, uh, and, and my father, uh, who is going through his own battle with cancer right now, um, is uh, potentially going to be getting treatment there depending on how things go with his current treatment plan. So, um, University of Pennsylvania means a lot to me. You, you know, um, you could say that uh, we might be feel iffy about them um, because that's where, where we lost my uncle, but they, they did everything they could, um, and they are great, great people there at that hospital. Uh, and um, the Headstrong Foundation works with them, and, and um, even better people uh, that offer that kind of support. And we're trying to raise $500 for this organization um, which is not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things, but it is a lot of money for just one small podcast, um, one small group of podcasters, 24 podcasts, over 20 comedians and improvisers getting together on January 27th from 12 p.m. to 9 p.m. in the Philadelphia area. We're going to be at four different venues. We're going to have Tattoo Mom, Milk Boy South Street, and South Street Cinema. All three of those locations are on uh, South Street in Philadelphia, and are going to feature 
uh, a mix of comedy, general interest, and film-based pod, uh, podcasts. A lot of pop culture stuff and stuff like that. Our fourth venue, Thirsty Dice, is on 17th and Fairmont. It's going to feature game-based podcasting. Um, a lot of it is going to be actual play podcasts like uh, Party of One, uh, Heart Points Pod, Pod of Love, Refugees of Esmeralda, Quest for Magic and Steel, and then um, Full Belly Laughs, which is uh, normally a podcast that is at Tattooed Mom when we run this festival. Um, he he uh, is going to be at Thirsty Dice, uh, Thirsty Dice this year. Uh, and um, it's 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 going to be a great venue. We, we positioned everything within walking distance so you can just bounce from venue to venue. Um, if you need, if you went to go to uh, Thirsty Dice uh, or to South Street from Thirsty Dice, it's a quick 15-minute ride whether you're using Uber slash Lyft or driving yourself. Um, so we tried to make everything so it was pretty local to each other so that you could visit uh, every, everything and anything if you had the ability to um, and it's going to be a great great um, organization it's going to be a great event I'm really really proud of this event um, it's been a lot of work to put together it's 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 made me go a little crazy this year um, so please come out and if you want to throw extra support my way you can come out to Tattooed Mom at 4 p.m. on January 27th and come watch everything is awesome we're still booking um, our other guests but we have it's going to be Mike and I sitting down with uh, you know the crowd and with Abby Rosenquist who is a uh, stand-up comedian from uh, who, who had spent most of her a lot of her time in Philadelphia and is now in New York but she's kind of come down from New York uh, and she's going to do some stand-up for us uh, she was uh I believe the first um, female to win Philly's Funniest uh, in 2017. So uh, we'll chat to, chat with her for a little bit. We'll book another guest and we'll make it a good time. Uh, and of course, while you're there, make sure you donate to the f- uh, fundraiser. Uh, again, our goal is $500. We're actually already at $229. We're 45% of the way there. If you want to donate ahead of time or you can't make it to the festival, please, please, please go to bit.ly slash headstrongfest. That's bit.ly slash headstrongfest. And you can go to our fundraiser page and donate right then and there um, and just help us get to, I would love to hit 100% before the festival. Actually, if we do hit 100% before the 27th, very specifically, if we hit 100% before 12 p.m. on January 27th, um, we are going to put together uh, a, a live performance of uh, Jeff Stormer's Mission Accomplished uh tabletop role-playing game uh, but we're going to do a holiday hack for it and we're going to do that as a free live show in uh, March of this year uh, with details to come as we figure that out uh, but it will be probably mid to the middle of March to the end of March um, and it will uh, be a holiday themed mission accomplished um, actual play uh, we did check out Everything is Awesome episode 100, uh, where Jeff ran the game for us for our 100th episode. We'll do something similar to that uh, in March if we can get 100% before uh, the 27th. Um, all right, so this week uh, we are gathering today. Um, this was an episode of Everything is Awesome that I had originally wanted to record to honor the late, great uh, Stan Lee. Stan Lee, uh, as many of you know, uh, has, uh, uh, passed away. Um, you know, he passed away, uh, I guess what was sometime in December it was. Uh, and, um, he is, means a lot to the nerd culture, to the pop culture, uh, world. And, um, I mean, 
it, it was hard to believe that 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 he was still around actually and it was always kind of um you know, shocking when you saw him trending somewhere on social media, uh, because it was like, oh my God, is this the year that that they take Stanley from us? Um, the man was mere weeks away from, I think, being 95 years old. He was 94 when he passed. Um, and Stanley, uh, you know, whether you're a huge comic book fan or not, in 2019 now, 2018, when this is uh, technically being recorded for, but in, in this modern day, uh, Stan Lee is um, someone who has provided entertainment that I guarantee you've sat down and enjoyed. It may not be a comic book. It may be a, a one of our one of those comic book movies, a superhero movie, one of those Marvel movies. Um, but uh, whether you're a Marvel fan, whether you're a DC fan, whether you're just a casual movie fan who enjoys watching Iron Man and Thor and all these guys hitting, uh, you know, they're pounding their chest and, and, and fighting each other and whatnot. Um, you can thank Stan Lee for that. Um, without Stan Lee, who knows if we ever get to where we are when it comes to the modern day superhero. Um, this kind of stuff really wasn't around when Stan Lee first introduced the Fantastic Four. Um, and let alone the Fantastic Four kind of changing the landscape when it comes to uh, the superhero comic book. Um, he did some really great things with other characters. And, and I, you know, many might say his, his biggest achievement was Spider-Man because there was somebody who, you know, the, the core audience could relate to, you know, or, or anyone could relate to who has not been that awkward kid in high school struggling, struggling to figure themselves out. Right. Um, you know, everyone has been through that, whether you think you have it or not, you, you were, uh, and a lot of people, you know, put on a, a, a front to, to show that they have everything figured out. But it, you know, it's my experience that no matter who you are when you're in high school, uh, whether you're the geek, whether you're the the jock, whether you're the the goth, whether you're the film buff, you're struggling to figure yourself out. You're struggling with day to day life. You're struggling with coming to terms uh, uh, with who you are as a person because you're at this awkward point in your life where you you are just growing out of being relying like being a person that relies on others to to live and, and whatnot to becoming an, an independent person um and i think a lot of people can relate to spider-man and while maybe uh in the very early days uh of comic books and whatnot um it was looked at as spider-man had to be peter parker this white dude in order to succeed we've now seen through the success of the ultimate comics line where miles morales exists uh we've now seen with into the spider-verse that that nice little uh animated spider-man movie that recently came out that it doesn't matter who wears that mask, right? I, and I think that's, to me, that's what Spider-Man is. And, and not necessarily Peter Parker, because something that all of the Spider-Men and women have in common is that they are awkward awkward people trying to figure themselves out, especially when they're going through this change. Um, and for them, it just happens to be spider powers. Um, and... 
and I, you know, I absolutely believe that the like the great message that we got from Into the Spider Verse is it doesn't matter who wears the mask, anyone can be Spider Man. Anyone can be that awkward kid. Um, and that's true because everyone at one point in their lives has been that awkward kid. Um, it, it's Stan Lee uh, throughout his entire life was creating um, these great iconic characters to have um, t- to sh- kind of represent the real world. Um, you know, X-Men, um, it's the same kind of deal, you know, that is, I stand by the fact that you can, you can teach history classes using the X-Men story, uh, because it, it very much aligns with, uh, and I realize I'm saying this as a, as a, a white man, um, so, so I don't really have the struggle that others do, but you can use the X-Men and the mutant gene and, and that story, uh, to help teach kids about, uh, racism in America or in the world really, you know? Um, and, and it's because of Stan Lee that we have all these successful brands and, and that's just one part of Stan Lee. There's a lot of things that, you, you know, we don't know about Stan, uh, that I hope through, um, I'm sure the the countless amount of um, you know uh, tributes and um, books and movies that are going to be made about him now that we'll soon find out. Um, Kevin Smith has gone on record as saying that that man loved poetry um, and that he was or he and and his, I believe his wife um, told Kevin Smith that he was a he he was a wonderful poet. He wrote amazing words. Um, Stan Lee, and I'm stealing this right from the lips of Kevin Smith, was a modern day Mark Twain, um, and and I and, and and it's sad that maybe he won't get that credit because he was a comic book writer, but Stan Lee, uh, without him, we don't get our modern mythology, uh, and that goes across both streets, Marvel and DC. You know, while he was very closely aligned to Marvel and done and only did a a little bit of work for DC um, in, in, in those what if books uh, what if Stan Lee had created these characters books Um, you know, he, these characters are part of our modern mythology. Uh, You know, they're, they're, we used to, to read mythology stories that were about the Greek gods um, but our mythology stories now uh, are are the Marvel superheroes, are the DC superheroes. You know, our our Marvel gods, our our modern mythology gods, if you will, are Batman and uh, and and Captain America and Superman and Spider Man and Iron Man, and the list keeps growing and growing because. Uh, the characters, very specifically the characters from the Marvel side of things, sorry DC, but the Marvel side of things, they did a great job because Stan Lee cr- helped create so many of them uh, or had a hand in, in editing a lot of them um, of being relatable characters. Um, and that is why Marvel was able to grow the way it did and, and, and 
again, I, I don't believe we live in the world that we live in without Stanley, without that man, without Stanley creating these characters. We don't have it. We don't have it. And and while I think, you know, everyone has their favorite characters. And while I sit down today, probably thinking that Batman uh, is is my favorite comic book character. Uh, truth be told, when I really sit down and think about who, which character in comic books do I relate to the most, it's the answer is I think always going to be Spider Man because the one thing that they've done every writer has done well with spider-man is they've made him a relatable character throughout the ages whether it's as a teenager when he started with stan lee or as an adult as he is you know pictured now um or very specifically he's still a teenager when it comes to these other alternate spider-men you know um and and i you know and maybe it's because i'm on a spider-verse high right now but I don't believe that there's another comic book character uh, in, in the history of comic books, past, present, or future, that will ever be as relatable as Spider-Man. And you don't get that without Stan Lee. Um, it, it's, it's uh, well, you know, we were all expecting it because the man was 90-some years old. Um, and, and it's a shame that in 2018... A lot of the news that came out was was very sad news in in related uh, in relation to Stanley and and how he was being treated. Uh, you know, I think we were all expecting it uh, that one of these times when this when we saw that name trending that it was going to be his passing, and unfortunately, this last time it was. Uh, and, but I know I for one will forever be touched by his his work. Um, and it's it's scary because that means I'm getting older. But seeing that this is just another name on a list of um, celebrity deaths that that affect me in some manner. You know, they used to never affect me. Um, and whether that was because they didn't mean anything to me or that was because um, I, I wasn't in a, a spot in my life where I, I connected to other people this way. Or is it because I'm I'm just now in my mid thirties and the people I grew up with are now at the age where they can die? Uh, you know, Robin Williams was the first. Um, Alan Rickman, another. Um, Carrie Fisher, another. Uh, and now Stan Lee. I mean, these are these are deaths that um, you know I, I I don't know how they affect other people, but they all affected me in some way. Robin. Ron Williams very specifically was a death that made me cry. Um, and, and I mean, you know, I, th- I think it's because it was very sudden and it, it's, you know, very different than Stanley passing. Stanley was an old man, um, who, who, uh, didn't seem to, to be, you know, sad or depressed or anything. Um, but that's the world, like it's, it's the world we're living in is in for me now is that as, as time goes on, there's more and more of these deaths that, that affect me and Stanley. Um, well not bringing a tear to my eye necessarily, uh, at least not yet. Uh, I'll tell you what it did in spider verse, his cameo in spider verse brought a tear to my eye. Um, because, uh, it meant something and it meant something even more because he had recently passed. <laughs> but, uh, it's, Losing Stan Lee 
is is a tremendous loss to the creative community, is a tremendous loss to the nerd slash geek population, is a tremendous loss to the pop culture pop uh, uh, population. Um, Stanley was a gifted creative, gifted gifted creator, writer, and and uh, he will be missed. Um, and we'll never have another Stanley, not in our lifetime. Uh, it took a long time to get another Mark Twain, uh, and that and and that other Mark Twain is is Mr. Stanley himself. Um, so it's it's going to be a very long time. It's not going to be while I'm alive. It's not going to be while my kids alive. Um, maybe it'll be while my maybe it'll be my grandkids' lifetime. Maybe my great great grandkids lifetime but it's 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 going to be it's going to take a very long time to find someone to fill the shoes of stan lee um and and that was something i saw you know who fills that shoe Uh, and i don't think there's one person i don't think you can have one person stand in for stanley stand in for the pop culture icon the the guy who, who stands up for comic books who represents comic books you can't fill that in with one person um and you we shouldn't find one person to fill that in um, I think in, in this world and in, in this day and age, you know, it's, 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 you have to naturally let that happen. You have to have someone step into that role. Um, and, and they will, and, and I don't think we'll realize that that person exists until they are an old person, until they are in their, uh, 70s or 80s or 90s. Um, but until then, we can have people, uh, you know, fill in and, and, and help support the medium and it doesn't have to be just one person it shouldn't be just kevin smith it shouldn't be just uh one person it should be many different people of many different uh uh, walks of life you know male female transgender non-binary uh you know whatever their sexual orientation is whatever their skin color is Uh, we should have several different people of different walks of life being the people who represent what Stan Lee represented, uh, and that was just a positivity in the world of comics. Um, you know, I, I, there's nothing else I can really say. Um, I, I, I do know that we will probably be doing a, an annual show um, looking at Stan Lee, um, like we have done in the past for other celebrities that have passed, um, if I remember. If I'm being honest, if I, if I, if I don't remember, we won't, but, um, you know, uh, that, that's, that's all I really wanted to, I wanted to come on and chat about Stanley and, and talk about what he meant to me and, and, and just kind of spout some lore about, uh, Stanley just to, to remember him. Um, he, he was a, he, he, he played a huge part of, of my entire life. Um, for as long as I've been alive, there have been comic books and there has been Spider-Man and there has been, uh, Marvel. So, uh, without, without him, um, who knows where I'd be, to be honest, as far as like my interests are concerned. So, you know, hats off to you, Mr. Stanley. Uh, you will be missed. I'm actually going to, I think, end this on a, um, on a line from, from one of Stanley's cameos that I've always enjoyed. Um, so, uh, and, and, and on the other end, you'll hear the normal, uh, wrap up of the show. Uh, we're not going to do any more plugs, uh, but festival.awesomepodcast.com and bit.ly slash headstrong fest. Uh, on the other end, you'll hear some call to action stuff, um, and, and the wrap up for the show, but 
let's uh, let's kick it over to one of my favorite Stanley cameo lines. You're responsible for the greats. Let's do the list. Spider-Man. Guilty. The Incredible Hulk. Afraid so. Oh man, this is so cool. The X-Men. Now that you mention it. Shit, man, you are a god. Hey, look at that couple. Boy, they sure seem to be in love, huh? You know, what's with that? That's the second time you've commented on couples in love. Well, I, I like that sort of thing. Tell me, do you have a girlfriend, Brody? Had one. We just broke up. The thing. Is this dork made of orange rock like the rest of his body? <laughs> it's a superhero secret. Tell me, Brody, uh, why did you and your girlfriend break up? She was a pain in the ass. She wanted me to be this typical boyfriend guy. Said I was too into my own world of comics and all. Yeah, I can relate. There was a time when it was all about comics for me, you know? I, I had a girl probably the same as yours. She always complained that I spent too much time with my own comics. And, uh... Eventually, we broke up. See, what did she know? Here you are now, a legend in the field. Probably had a slew of women since her, am I right? Oh, lots of women. Jagger and me, we had a running contest to see who had the most. Matter of fact, last time I looked, I was way ahead. Damn, that's hot! But I never forgot that girl. Well, did you ever get back together with her? One day, I found out she got married. I had blown it. I had uh, missed my window. What'd you do? I went on with my life. I created some special new superheroes. Uh, they were characters that reflected my own heartbreak and my own regrets. How so? Dr. Doom wears body armor to conceal his own mangled form, right? Yeah. Okay. That was me beneath the armor. The Hulk. A normal guy one minute, a rage of emotions the next. Just like me, when I thought about what I'd given up. So you created each character as a way to deal with your one big regret. Yeah, the girl that got away. Look, do yourself a favor, Brody. Don't wait, because all the money, all the women, even all the comic books in the world, they can't substitute for that one person. I don't know, all the comics in the world? Trust me, true believer. Well, good talking to you. Keep up all the good work. You keep reading them. I'll keep writing them. Hey, Stan. Yeah. She really meant that much to you? Brody, I'd give it all up. All of it. For just one more day with her. Take care. We like to end everything is awesome with a call to action. Super friends, there are a lot of terrible things happening right now. It can feel like you can't do anything to help, but you can. It takes people like us to make a difference. One of the easiest and most effective ways to action is to call your representatives about issues that are important to you. The expansion on background checks for gun purchases. Uh, friends, super friends, this is so important to me. Um, I've had a lot of back and forth on the internet uh, when it comes to uh, sensible gun laws and whatnot. And um, for me, that doesn't mean taking away your guns um, at all. Uh, I, I believe in the Second Amendment, but I don't believe the fact that we need to have uh, a, a AK-47 in our closet. I don't see the point of that, um, but uh, I, I do see the point of sensible gun laws. Uh, and, you know, there's mass shootings are becoming almost an everyday thing in American society. It's scary, especially I mean, it was it was scary when I was in high school and, and Columbine happened. It was a scary time then. 
Um, and the, and the fact that maybe now it's almost too normal for it to be scary is actually frightening, but it's even more scarier as someone who, whose fiance works in, in education. Um, it's scary as a parent who has kids in school. Um, it is a very, very scary thing to think about the ease of how guns can be purchased and, um, not, not necessarily by, uh, sane people, that's fine, but the ease that they can be purchased by people who shouldn't have guns. Um, there is, uh, loopholes that need to be closed. Um, currently the background checks are, are mandatory for commercial gun sales, but not for purchases made through private sellers, um, at gun shows or online. And, and that's crazy to me. It, it is crazy to me that anyone can go to a gun show and buy a gun without, uh, you know, a mandatory background check of some sort. Uh, this is a serious, serious problem. Uh, and there is a, uh, there, there is, uh, an act introduced, um, by Senator Chris Murphy, uh, that, uh, is going to, uh, basically close the gun shell loophole by mandating that all sellers draw on potential buyer information through FBI's national instant criminal background check system, NICS. Um, and this would include online and private sell- sales. Um, there would be some expect, uh, some exceptions for law enforcement and, and, uh, family member transfers. But, uh, this, this makes so much sense to me. There's more than 20% of gun sales that don't include background checks. 20%. That number should be 0%. But I mean, realistically, you know, I, I would want it under 5%. You know, I think that that's, that's a number I can live behind. 80% of gun sales go through through background checks. 80%. 80. That's not a lot. That's a B minus. That's a B minus. That's not great. That's just above average. Just above average. It's 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 not great, guys. Uh I, I want I want hundred percent. But in a world where that's not realistic, give me ninety-nine. Give me ninety-five. Give me more than eighty percent. That is unacceptable um so please contact your representatives and tell them that you support the expanded background checks for gun purchases when i call my reps i use a site called fivecalls.org that's the number five calls.org there you'll find issue summaries for issues that are important to you contact information for your representatives and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across calling is quick easy and is one of the most effective ways to have your voice heard thank you to all of our supporters on patreon.com slash that entertains without their support we wouldn't be able to bring this episode to you if you want to support us in a non-monetary way word of mouth recommendations and five star rating reviews on itunes are the best way to spread the good word of awesome you can find us on facebook.com and twitter at real awesome pod or at awesome podcast on instagram and we're available on awesomepodcast.com and that entertains.com slash network Get news about everything is awesome from our website, social media accounts, and also on my personal Twitter, at ThatNerdyKev. If you're interested in ad rates, live appearances, help with your podcast, or have a question or comment, email us at awesome at crudehumorstudios.com. Everything is Awesome is a production of That's Entertainment Podcast Network in association with Crude Humor Studios. Crude Humor Studios is a Philadelphia-based production company specializing in audio, video, and live performances. You can find more info at crudehumorstudios.com. Thanks for listening, super friends. We've been awesome. That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. Artist-owned. Fan-supported.